Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! It's official. The Bulls are in the play-in tournament. They're locked into the 10th seed, and they needed some help to get there. They kind of backed in to the play-in tournament. A couple losses here, but you know what? They're still going to be playing on April 12th. To me, I thought they'd be a play-in team this year. I was hoping they'd be kind of borderline 6-7 rather than 10-11, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. We're going to preview, kind of, the play-in tournament here. We're going to save our full preview for next week. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member and Tennessee of all, C.J. Watson. C.J., like I said, they're the 10th seed. They're in the play-in. They know it now. Now go win a game. Yeah, that's all they got to do now. They're, they know they're in. They can't do any worse than this. So just go in and just, just win. That's exactly it. We've been saying it all year. Just win, baby. <laughs> just win. And now that's going to be definitely just win because if you lose, you're going home. You didn't get the all comfort right. <laughs> of the 7-8 game where if you lose, you can play another game. No. It's win or go home April 12th, depending on who they play. I don't think it's solidified yet. We'll talk about that during the show. Before we get to anything else, I'm going to tell you about our great friends, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your basketball information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, news, and info for everything NBA this year. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season. If you love sports info, scores, news, and podcasts, you can find everything at BetOnline. We're always... The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. The Masters is going on this weekend as well at Augusta. I'm not saying I'm doing bad, but yeah, I'm doing pretty bad. I hope you do better than me. If you want to do that, head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. We have an official t-shirt of our show as well. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great merch there, including what I had today. This coffee mug is at the Believe Shop. The guys do a great job promoting the network. All these shows on the network, it's a rapidly growing list of shows as well. With the official t-shirt of our program, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. So as I said, it's official. The Bulls are the 10th seed in the play-in tournament. They clinched it thanks to a magic loss on Tuesday. So the magic actually helped the Bulls. For a change, that's going to be a big discussion point in the coming weeks as we get closer to the lottery. But in true Bulls fashion, they lost two games that they could have won. They played the Atlanta Hawks. No Trey Young, no DeAndre Hunter. You think that's an opportunity, right? Bulls lose 123 to 105. Second half of a back to back, they play the Bucks. No Giannis coming in. Chris Middleton gets hurt during the game. Another great opportunity, right? Nope. Bucks 105, Bulls 92. They're back to that maddening kind of can't figure it out and Zach's comments after the Hawks game and not what you want to see. They were looking really good there heading into that Atlanta game, and I think all the momentum has gone. What do you think? Yeah, I had faith in them, like you said, just going into this uh, this last stretch, and now like, they proved me proved me wrong once again. Uh, uh, definitely, you know, I was rooting for them, but uh, they're definitely on, on the tail end, you know, sliding downwards, and I think 
Uh, they got to pick it back up these last couple games, uh, hopefully, and uh, try to get some kind of confidence, some kind of momentum going into this playing uh, game. My hope that they'd be 500 or better going into the play-in is now out the window because they've lost 42 <laughs> games now. So the best they can be is two games under, which, okay, whatever, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you're in the play-in. I mean, this is what we have to focus on here because I thought they'd be, as I said at the top of the show, I thought they'd be, when I said borderline play-in at the beginning of the year, I thought six seed, seven seed. You never know because all these teams got better. And actually, Atlanta is one of the more disappointing teams in the league, in my opinion, too. But the fact that they were borderline 10-11 doesn't bode well. And I know people aren't happy that they didn't tank. The lottery odds are still there. I still, I will never, ever trust the lottery odds. I just can't do it. So the fact that they're going to get a play-in game, at the the very least they're getting one, it's going to be good experience. Yeah, I think so. You just got to roll with the punches and, uh, you know, control what you can control. And uh, obviously it's not the season that they hope for, uh, but you just got to go in, you know, and uh, play with confidence, get these guys some hopefully, you know, playing playoff experience, I guess, for the young guys and uh, just try to make it uh, worthwhile. And uh, like you said, the experience is, is, is a, big, a big teacher and uh, hopefully they can, uh, you know, play well in this, in this mindset and this, in this uh, spotlight. Like, even if you get one game in the play-in tournament and I'm fully prepared for them to just get bounced in the first game with the way things are going <laughs> right now, like, that's still meaningful experience because it's one and done, right? Yeah, yeah. Win or go home. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just a lot, a lot at stake, a lot on the plate. And uh, like I said, it's going to, show who's ready to, who's there to fight, who's ready to keep battling and uh, who just, or who just wants to cave in and give up, you know, and go start their vacation for the summer. I mean, I hope they're going to want it more than the other yeah, team. Yeah. And you're going to so. find out, they're going to find out why I'm saying that in a second, but these slow starts, we talked about the other day, like that, the comeback win over the Grizzlies. I call it the most exciting win of the year. I stand by it. Great. That's great. You came back, you totally flipped the game a hundred percent flipped. It. I think it was like a 40 some point swing or whatever. I'm not doing the quick math off the top of my head, but that's great. Enough with the big deficits. They proceeded to get two early deficits against Atlanta and Milwaukee. Actually, they had a lead over Milwaukee there. And then Drew Holiday decided to just go off after Chris Middleton got hurt. And again, no Giannis. Like, you've got to come out firing. And I don't know why this team isn't doing that in game 80. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand either. Yeah, it's definitely, a, I feel like, a mindset. Uh, I don't know if it's come hasn't come from the coach or from the players or a leader of the team. I think that's where they're lacking is leadership, I feel like. Uh, but they definitely can't get down, you know, 10 or 15 points. They're not a, a high ba- high balance attacking team. They don't shoot the three ball well. So um, they definitely got to go out, you know, put their foot in their necks, uh, on the opponent's necks and just go out, come out, you know, um, with nothing to lose and just go out there and just play, play fearless. We've talked about the need for leadership all season. I mean, it has been every week we went out here saying yeah. leadership, leadership. Patrick Beverly comes in. They look like a different team. And now they're just kind of, I think the honeymoon's over on that yeah. like I'm not I still stand by it I kind of want them to try and find a way to keep Pat Bev next year I think he's a key part of what they've done since the all-star break but he's not obviously the guy the leader on this team you need more of that I don't know if it's veteran presence I don't know if it's you know just the even like I think Zach needs to step up definitely like he's your top paid guy he's paid as your number one You've got to have multiple guys step up, not just Caruso and maybe Pat Bev. Yeah, you got to have multiple guys being a leader, especially in this sense when there's no clear-cut leader. Um, like like you said, usually your best player or, or the highest-paid player is the leader and uh, someone that guys look up to can follow, lead by example, things of that nature. Uh, but like you said, we don't have really a leader on this team, and that's where they're really lacking, I think, and that's why they're struggling so far. Sometimes they're up and sometimes they're down. Like The quote that jumps out to me is, Zach, after the Hawks game, he said to reporters that they just wanted it more. 
okay, that's true, but the fact that he said it, that scares <laughs> me that he yeah, said yeah. it. Yeah, it's very scary. Like you said, I don't I want I don't want to hear that coming from my best player. I feel like that could be uh should stay more in-house. Uh, you know, you can obviously think that and say that in the locker room and stuff like that, but you don't go say that to the media. Cause this looks bad on you as the best player of this team and the leader. And like I said, people are looking for you for leadership, for you to lead and lead by example. And, and uh, a lot of times people are just going to look into what you say, and uh, that's not a good thing to say, but hopefully, like I said, he can, you know, you know, learn from this experience, you know, and just move on from it. You know, there is the other side of that coin too, that if you said it to the team, you can say it to the reporters, maybe put some more pressure on the guys that that's kind of the other angle on that. But if you're going to do that, you can't go out and score 92 points against a shorthanded Bucks team. Like you, yeah. there you you've got to go out there. You got to channel that, and they didn't. Like I know, it was, I understand. Second half of a back to back, you went from home to on the road, but you went up the road to Milwaukee. Like it's not like you went from Chicago to L.A. Like yeah, I, I get all of that. So I, I agree with you though. The fact that he said that to reporters that that scares me. Eighty games into this thing, and there's still that there's no fire. I don't know how there's no fire yeah. under this yeah. team. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, just back to your point, you know, uh, I think, like, a, a person like Jimmy Butler, I think a guy like him, he can go to the media and say that because right. he challenges his teammates. And But he'll also go and lay his body on the line. He's out there working hard offensively, defensively, but you don't see that from Zach. It's hard for Zach to go out there and say something and challenge his teammates when he's not really giving 100%, 110% effort, you know, just leaving it, laying his body on the line. So it's a difference between, you know, when guys, uh, what, what guys can say uh, in the media and what guys can't, if you're going to, if you're going to say it, you got to be able to back it up on the court, you know, and your teammates got to believe in you. It's interesting that you use Jimmy Butler as the example, because that's how Zach came to Chicago. Right. The Jimmy <laughs> trade. And I, I stand by at the time that happened, looking at this team, looking at that situation, I would still do that trade again. I mean, yet yeah, Zach's the only piece left from it, and you got Chris Dunn. Yeah, it didn't work out. Lowry Markkinen, that's whatever. That's a, that's a loaded situation there. Like, I and you had Zach. Like, I I get that. I would still do that trade again. That that said, I miss Jimmy so much. I mean, what he, the way yeah. he commands that locker room in Miami. Yeah, it's been a rough year for them, but the fact that he's just brutally honest and he'll back it up on the court by, like you said, yeah. laying yeah. his body on the line, going out having a big game. It's what the Bulls are missing. And yes, they had that now, what, six years ago that trade happened? Lots changed in six yeah. years. But uh, if they can get a guy like Jimmy this offseason, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, that's what you want. You want your best player, your leader, to uh, lay his body in the line, you know, challenge the teammates. Uh, but also just lead by example, go out there and, you know, just lay it on the line and, and be be fearless. And I think that's what a person like Jimmy does. I think that's what, you know, Zach can you probably take some hits from and, you know, take some uh, leadership qualities from and, and uh, hopefully you don't put that into this game. And I think one guy who is that veteran presence that I talk about so much is DeMar DeRozan, but he, I guess it was just a bad night to have a bad night. I mean, the way he yeah, played yeah. against Milwaukee, he didn't make, he didn't score his first points until the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, yeah. he contributed. He was, he was passing the ball well. He was distributing, but you can't have, well, I'm going to call him one of the alphas, score just eight points on three of 12 shooting and not score a point until the fourth quarter. Like there, yeah. there was a lot of things that went wrong in that Bucks game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was, it was a rough night for him. I saw Wes Matthews uh, comments about him in, uh, during the game or after the game. And uh, I know DeMar said he, he would never have another off night like that ever again. So, and I, I really believe him. Uh, he's that type of scorer. Uh, he's that type of leader and that type of, you know, person who's a competitor who's going to come back, you know, next game and, and work hard and help his team out. And this happens like some, even the best yeah. guys have a bad night once in a while. Like, and yep. that Zach, by the way, went five for 17, 13 points. It's just the, the epitome of what could go wrong, did go yeah. wrong. And yet Vooch 
they do this. Vooch looks strong early on. And then they kept trying to force up shots, I feel like. And they're trying to they feed the big guy. Yeah, if yeah. he's having a big game, use Vooch. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they, you know, really understand that that aspect of the game. You know, if Vooch is going, just keep feeding him the ball and let him command double teams and triple teams. Then you guys can, you know, start, uh, you know, branching out, knocking down threes, open threes, and, you know, getting dribble drives to the basket. And it just opened up everything else for for everyone else. And uh, hopefully, you know, they'll figure it out. But uh, Vooch is going to just continue to stay aggressive, you know, be dominant in there and uh, be a presence. Especially when you're not a good three-point shooting team. If your big guy yeah. is hot, Use the Beat big him. guy. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Stacy says it every broadcast. It's a simple game. Just yeah, use yeah. use Vooch and just let him get through the little guys and get to the rim. It's it's yeah. not gonna be flashy. It's not gonna be your your Steph and the Warriors shooting crazy right. highlight reels. But that's how you win games. Is just if you've got a guy who's hot, ride the hot hand. That's gonna be key in the play-in tournament. You've got to be smart. Yeah, especially in the playing game, you're gonna have to make you know smart decisions. It's more about IQ. I, I feel like in really our IQ and strategy than just, you know, the style of play. Uh, so hopefully they'll, they'll figure that out. And like I said, they can get past the first game and hopefully win that second one also. Well, and I, it depends on who they play too. Like looking at the standings here, the Hawks and the Raptors have both secured play-in bids. It's a matter of, I don't know which one's the eight, which one's the nine. They're a game apart with two games to play. So that's still kind of up in the air. I feel like right now. So as we record, we don't know who the Bulls are going to play in that in that I'm going to say the first game because it could be the only right. game. Now, we will know when we come back here for Tuesday's show, we will know everything because the season will be over. Like, game 82 <laughs> is Sunday. Like, we're going to have a much clearer picture on this in a couple days. But for right now, the uncertainty of the opponent, my attitude here, and it sounds like they're leaning this way. You've got two games left. You've got Dallas. You've got Detroit. Against the Dallas game, it sounds like they're going to rest the stars. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Uh, just get the young guys some experience, you know. Uh, get these guys rested up, hopefully rejuvenated, watching the young guys play, play with some energy out there and watch, hopefully they'll, you know, move the ball and play the way coach wants them to play. And the older guys, you know, take that, take that consideration and go out there, you know, and just, you know, make this playing game uh, one for one for the books. Yeah. Cause you've got a Dallas team that's still trying to get into the play in tournament. I mean, they've lost seven of their last 10 games and also just lost a protest Thursday. I uh, just want to throw that out there. I knew that we knew that was going to happen. We talked right. about that with the, <laughs> The referee and Mark Cuban saying, oh, the announcer said it. It doesn't matter what the announcer says. It's what the right. referee says. And they, they lost the protest. So they're just taking L's all over the place here. Right. But, you know, Dallas right now tied for the 10 seed in the West. But because of the tiebreakers, they would be out of the play-in field. And by the way, I told you, Utah was going to come crashing back down to earth to 36 and 43. We had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. They were just too hot. <laughs> yeah, too hot, too early. And with the players they've got, like, that's why when people are talking about Lowry marketing, I'm like, hmm, give it a little bit. And yeah, you see. But back on point here to Dallas, like you've got a team that's struggling. I think there was talk. I know Shams talked about this earlier in the week. There was talk of shutting down Kyrie and Luca the rest of the year. That's a good game with the facts. You're not going to get into the nine seed with a yeah. win. You're not going to be out of the play-in with a loss. Like, right. rest up your guys, get them, get them fresh. You play against Detroit on Sunday in game 82, at least yeah. for a little bit, and then go into the play-in tournament strong. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I, I love that idea. You know, I, I was definitely a fan of uh, of doing that. That I was a bench player, so I got to start the last couple games and you know really show my show my uh, show my game and. What I've been working on, so I definitely know the guys on the bench and the uh, young guys who haven't played a lot this season are are biting at the chomps to get in there and play, you know, long extended minutes. 
Dale and Terry time. Come on. Yep. Give me yep. Dale and Terry time. <laughs> I want, give me Carly Jones too. G league MVP for crying out loud. Like yeah. give me, give me Carly Jones minutes. Give, give me Carly and give me Dale on the court together. Let's get weird. I mean, throw Marco yeah, yeah. Samanovich out there too. I, I don't care. Like, Game, just play everybody <laughs> exactly get empty the bench you know it's yeah. have some fun yeah, needing yeah. some fun this year they had fun games but you need more get some more fun here get the vibes going i think dalen terry is just a vibe how yeah, how yeah. he is on the bench and everything i love that kid yeah, yeah he plays with a lot of energy and i can't wait to see him like i said in extended minutes and uh, like i said just have that energy going into that this playing uh, game will be good for the team i give him hopefully give him a boost going into the to this uh end of the season game now i have an ulterior motive here as I usually do when I say rest <laughs> the stars lottery odds. We're going to talk about this again because I, it was pointed out on Twitter and I'm like, no, nah, no, that's not true. Did you know that right now the bulls still have a 20% chance of being, of getting the top four. If they, if their records hold and they, if they lose a game or two. Right. That's yeah. Crazy. They, they can still be in that top four conversation. Now that uh, tankathon has updated since I put our rundown together, which that's, Interesting that it updated that quickly, but Bulls right now, if they lose one game, if they lose to Dallas, they, I guess, would still have a 10% chance. So this is fresh. I thought it was 20. It was 20 when I put this together today. Like, they're still in that conversation there to have their top four pick, I guess. I don't know. This is really, that's interesting the way that updated on me. So you've still got an opportunity to keep that pick. If you lose a couple games here, like you can still play the lottery game. Is that a factor at this point? The lottery odds, like you're, you're in the play in, but is that a factor or no? If you're, if you're, if you're in the front office, I should say. I mean, uh, I guess you can look at it both ways, I guess. But for me, I, I would just say, you know, uh, I don't care when I lose, I'm in the play in tournament. Uh, like you said, I would definitely love to be a six or seven seed, but we're, we're in it uh, now and still have a, still have a chance. So I, I would take my chances with that, focus on that first, and then, you know, worry about, you know, draft stuff and, and lottery stuff. I did the thing again. I hit the button. They went from <laughs> tied for 11th to the number three pick. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, it shows you anything can happen here. Like, yeah, you're calling it. Hey, it's but, manifestation. But this is just, no, this tankathon's manifestation. This is not me. This is not me saying this. I do not trust the lottery odds at all. I will never forget when they had the fourth best odds and still picked freaking seventh. I will never, ever forget that because that made me so mad. Like, I love, Kobe White turned out fine. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But the fact that they had, they could have been in the top four that year. Right. Oh, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that was Kobe White. It was, like, it was either Kobe White or Wendell Carter, one of those ACC guys that they drafted number seven. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, I do, uh, people say I'm seeing idiots on Twitter and I only see them because people are retweeting them now and like, don't retweet them onto my timeline. Oh, they're <laughs> in the play in tournament. It's going to set the franchise back years. No, it won't because what, let's say they went and tanked. Let's say they did what everybody and, and their brother wanted them to do and tank this year, lose every game, be the third best lottery odds, whatever. And they finish sixth in the lottery. Right. Then what are you going to say? That would set the franchise back years right? Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want that at all. So uh, what's your take on you? T- you want them to tank or just play it out? I mean, I'm torn on it because <laughs> if you, if you make the playoffs, you're out of the lottery. Like you're not going to get yeah, that yeah. pick. So right, it's, yeah. it's a double-edged sword here. Like you're, you're taking a risk no matter what it is. It is high risk, high, high, high risk and high reward. <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm, I gamble, you know, I like to gamble now and again, but not, I don't know if I'd want to gamble with, you know, how many, a draft pick 
this year because that would be right. their lone draft pick because they gave up their second round pick in the Lonzo tampering. So yeah, you, yeah. there's you're you're looking at a world where you don't have a draft pick at all. That scares me. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, like you said, it's just definitely you know you can go either way on it, but yeah, it's hopefully uh, definitely a risk both sides. But for me, I would just like I said, I would just play the play the game out. You know, just control what I can control. We're in the play playing game and just you know, try to make the best of it. I mean, hey, if they play like they have been, this is a moot point. They're just going to lose anyway. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> you got to come out and want it. And yeah, yeah. based on Zach's comments, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw that. I'm just going to throw it out there. Right. That Zach said that, and I mean, right. I know it. Heat of the moment. I've I've dealt with, and I mean, you've been there too. You talk to the reporters after a loss. Sometimes you get frustrated and you say something. Yeah. I, I get that. Maybe that's what this was. It's just the look of that just before the play in. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. That just it does. I don't like that. Just yeah, get through. Take take it easy. Take a breath, and then, like you said, see what happens. You never know. And it with the lottery, with the games, you never know yeah. what can happen any given night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, it doesn't really sit well his comments. But like I said, I hope he learns from this. And uh, like I said, just keep everything or most of the stuff you can in house, especially stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just try to, you know, stay upbeat and just be a leader for this team. I think that's what he needs to be, uh, more con- concentrated on being a leader and being a, a, a presence, you know, scoring and that, that number one option. And this making this off season even more interesting. Like I've heard yeah. people suggest that Zach would be the one to get traded. If they make a move. I keep saying it should be DeMar. Cause I think, I think Zach is the type of guy you build around on offense. Just go get some defense to help offset that. Like, yeah. and it. That's not a knock. Some guys are all offense, no defense. It's okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not great. It's okay. But if you can make up for it, you can have a guy who can go out and give you 25, 30 any given night and have another guy who yeah. can get you maybe 15 or 20 and play really good defense. I wouldn't hate right. that idea. Like roster makeup is going to be the biggest storyline this off season, especially with Lonzo being out. I'm planning on, it sounds like everybody's planning on Lonzo being out all of next year after this cartilage transplant which still just sounds nasty every time i bring it yeah. up like i don't even want to think about that like yep. it, it sucks for him he's gonna be out next year it sucks for the bulls because they're down their point guard and this is going to be a make or break off season for our tourist karnashovas i think yeah they got a lot of work to do um like you said just roster makeup is gonna be big how to pair you know um your main guys around you know your bench guys more role players uh who fit that who fit the modern day, you know, uh, NBA, like you said, three and D guys um, and guys who can just pair with, you know, your number one scorer. So it's going to be interesting who they keep, who they decide to build around and what moves they decide to make. And what contracts too? you got Vooch, you've got Kobe white. Like I talked about this with, we did uh, the guys at the charity stripe at believe do they go live on amp once in a while. They had me, they called me in and like, Hey, you want to come on? Like, sure. Why not? And they asked me about Vooch and I'm, I think you have to re-sign Vooch at this point with the Lonzo situation and, you're going to have to make a move anyway. You need another scorer rebounder in that locker room. I think you backed yourself into the corner where you have to re-sign Vooch and get him at a reasonable price, obviously. Don't overpay. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I think they have to. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he definitely is a, a one of the best bigs in the league, I feel like, you know, inside and outside. And he just gives you that second or third score that you need for a team and for hopefully, you know, future playoff team. So uh, I think they definitely have to look to re-sign him and, and uh, not let him just walk. So these are all questions that are going to be asked in the off season with, you know, AK came out firing that first full off season. I'd say, you know, where he signed Lonzo, DeMar, Caruso. He came out firing after that. It's been pretty quiet. So very curious to see how the luxury tax situation is, how the salary cap situation is, how much money the Reinsdorfs are willing to let them spend 
it's going to be a big topic of conversation, but we're going to keep our eye on the ball here. Play-in tournaments coming up the 12th. Two games left in the regular season. The season has absolutely flown by. I feel like it was just yesterday we were welcoming you to the show in time for opening right. day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're getting ready. Our next show is going to be a regular season recap. Like, it's crazy how quickly this yeah. has gone. Yeah, it's going by fast. Like you said, I just remember the first time talking to you, you know, and you telling me about the podcast and how you've been doing it. And, uh, you know, just, you know, just taking this journey with you has been fun, uh, fun year so far. And definitely, you know, uh, ready to close it out and look forward to the playoffs. It's It's been a lot of fun this year, even with the struggles and me sitting here whining, complaining, you sitting here listening to me, being playing. You're like my therapist over here. You kept me grounded, man. And, you know, you got the play in game now. And whether they win or lose, we'll be back here next week for two shows. I, don't know what to expect. I don't care who they play. They can play the Hawks. They can yeah. play the Raptors. I don't know who they're, I don't care which one they play. I have no idea how they're going to come out in that game with how they've looked in the yeah. season. Yeah, me neither. Hopefully, you know, they'll come out the aggressive team, the team that plays aggressive basketball for 48 minutes. They're solid play for 48 minutes. But like you said, they've been up and down uh, so far this season. So hopefully, they've been down uh, the last couple of games. So hopefully, they can only go up from here. So, you know, it's looking all positive for me on my end. <laughs> Now you said 48 minutes, not, not 40 minutes, yeah, yeah. not yeah. 36 minutes, no, 48 minutes. Yeah. Good basketball starts at the first, starts at the opening tip, ends at the final buzzer of the fourth quarter. None of this, we're going to get down 15 points in the first quarter. That can't, that can't happen in the play in yeah. tournament. Granted, it's a new season and nothing else matters. Like it's a, the old NCAA tournament thing, as we saw this year, yeah. nothing mattered. Like yeah. anything can happen when you get, you can maybe sneak into the playoffs, just, you know, I'm a skeptic. What can I say? <laughs> I try yep, to yep, be yep, positive. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Like you said, this team's been so up and down, but, you know, they got to have that mindset, win or go home. And, you know, uh, if they really want to be here, uh, you know, just have the opposite of what Zach said. You know, you got to want to win. You got to want to be there. You got to want to fight and want to win the game and want to be in the playoffs. So that's uh, it's a big uh, incentive for them. It, it definitely is. And they've got, they definitely, definitely have to want it. So as we said, two games remaining in the season, some people are celebrating that. I may or may not be part of that group. I will not confirm or deny such allegations. Uh, they've got the Dallas Mavericks on Friday, the Detroit Pistons on Sunday. That ends the regular season. The play-in game, because they are locked into the 10th seed, we know when they play. They will play Wednesday, April 12th, and they will play the 9th seed. The winner of that game plays the winner of the 7-8 game, which takes place the day before. The loser goes home. Nope. Or the lo- I'm sorry, the loser, if the... Uh, the 10 seed loses, they lose, All they right. go on, something like that. The play in turn, it messes me up every year, this play in <laughs> tournament format. I don't know why it trips me up so bad because I'm used to 7, 10, 8, 9, I think. I think that's why right. this messes me up so bad. But the winner of the 8, 9 game plays 7, 8. The loser goes home. That's how I'm understanding this as I sit here. Yes, that's right. Loser yeah. goes home. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. No pressure at all. It's winner, <laughs> go home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And these guys have been to the NCAA tournament before. They know how that can go from their time there. Oh, it's going to be another interesting week here. We're going to see what kind of dynamic we have on our show this time next week. But, you know, we got another show before that to recap the regular season next Tuesday. We'll see you back here. It's a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented as always by our friends at betonline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus just in time for the postseason. And buy our shirt, Jordan Pippen 98, the last stand, shop.believe.com. You can also get one of these sweet coffee mugs there as well. CJ, it's going to be crazy thinking about the fact that we're wrapping up the regular season next time we talk, but we got a play-in game to look ahead to. After that, who knows? 
Yep, who knows? And you know, it's all fun, you know. It's a great time for basketball right now, or NBA basketball at least. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's not a great time for college because it's the offseason. Yeah, but unless right. you unless you are a big transfer portal fan, I guess because <laughs> the portal is going crazy here. Like I just as as I say that Creighton's point guard just entered the portal, or is saying he's going in the portal. Like the if you're a big transfer portal, portal fan, like yeah. it's <laughs> portal is booming. It's, it's it is it's popping. <laughs> it, it is it is an NBA playoffs are here as well. This is a fun time for bat for NBA basketball. Like you said, looking forward to it. We'll see everybody back here on Tuesday to recap the regular season and look ahead to at at the very least one play-in game we'll see you then thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube